What's up, folks? Uh, taking an ad out on my own podcast just so I can let you know about, uh, once again, these upcoming dates I have for my Hard to Say show. March 22nd, I'm in Denver. March 24th, I'm in Boulder, Colorado. And March 27th, Fort Collins, Colorado. If you're there, if you know anyone there, it would mean the world to me if you let people know about this. Uh, I'm going to be doing more shows as well. Seattle, Portland, Santa Cruz, Bay Area, look out for that. But if, if you could please let people know the 22nd, 24th, and 27th, I'm going to be in Denver, Boulder, and Fort Collins doing comedy about my experience living with trigeminal neuralgia, uh, a.k.a. suicide disease. This is a show I've been working out uh, for a while that, that has been extremely fulfilling and uh, wonderful, uh, you know, despite not being good feeling physically. Um, you know, I know I harp about it a lot and all this stuff going on with my medical situation. This has been sort of my coping and my reason for continuing. So I have, uh, uh, I'm excited to finally do it somewhere else other than Los Angeles. So please, if you're in Denver, Boulder, Fort Collins, go to kyleayers.com slash shows, K-Y-L-E-A-Y-E-R-S.com slash shows. Uh, I have a mailing list you can sign up for there as well. It'll let you know when I'm in your area. That's the best stuff you could do to possibly support me would be that sort of thing there. Thank you very much. Um, I hope this was a, I hope I uploaded this ad properly to my own show. It's a good show. In a world where every conversation is about what movie or TV show you've just seen. This is Never Seen It. Comedians rewriting famous movies and TV shows they've never seen. Hey everybody, this is Never Seen It, the podcast where I have comedians rewrite famous movies and TV shows they've never seen, and we read them here in studio for you. I am your host, Kyle Ayers. Before we get into it today, I want to let you guys know, if you are into live comedy and you are in the Los Angeles area, I run a show called Boast Rattle. It is a head-to-head compliment contest, and so comedians go... Back to forth, back and forth, head to head, complimenting one each other, one another with compliment jokes. It's so great. I'm stumbling over the description for my own <laughs> show. Uh, we have one on August 30th at Dynasty Typewriter with Todd Glass, Eddie Pepitone, Lori Kilmartin, Langston Kerman, and Will Miles, and more. So you can check it out at DynastyTypewriter.com if you're interested in that. And remember, we, as always, we have a Patreon for the show if you want more episodes and more scripts and more games and videos and stuff. Go to Patreon.com slash it. And that sounds like enough stuff for now. Uh, but today we are in studio with Joe DeRosa. Joe, thank you for being here. Thank you, buddy, for <laughs> having me on another one of your shows that requires work. Yeah, that, <laughs> that is kind of... That's yeah. your MO, dude. I know. How can I have other people do most of the work at me? <laughs> is it, you didn't have to do work for Bow Straddle, though. You were the no, judge. because that's why I never do the boast <laughs> yeah, part. I know. I'm like, do I have to write anything if I just judge it? And you're like, no. I'm like, I- I'll just judge it, man. That's, <laughs> yeah. like, I don't. Uh, we're also joined again by Mackie Leeper. Thanks for being here. Hey. What, which which one were you here for before? Which which episode? Oh, dude, I did the Big Lebowski. And, oh, with Martha. Yeah, and yeah. right out of the gate, I did a I just did a voice that was not correct. And I, and what am I going to change it then? That's right. I'm doing this awful voice. I haven't listened to it. I'm like, ah, oh, that's terrible. And then I started watching Baskets after, and I was like, oh, my God, this is a, what a disaster. You made a fool of yourself. <laughs> damn fool. <laughs> uh, yeah, this one is, you know, we got, it is another Kyle work show. 
But that's okay. Uh, that's, I hope I you had fun just, doing it. Of course I yeah. had fun. I'm breaking your balls. I know. I'm uh, breaking your balls. <laughs> Before we get into your script, uh, we're going to tease a little bit. We have another round of guess what movie Kyle's dad is describing, having uh, only seen the movie trailer and never having heard of the movie. And it's every time I say it, I'm like, I got to come up with... Because that's not even the longest title of a game we're playing today. It's kind of your M.O. is uh, the really long it's title. It's all fun yeah. until you're like writing the tweet. Right. And you're just like, we're way over. Yeah. <laughs> um, it also sounds like a scientist in like an apocalypse. We're way over. <laughs> uh, so here's a little preview. Let's see what movie my dad is describing. Uh, we'll, we'll play it all the way here at the end. Okay. She's wondering if her dad is coming home soon. <laughs> okay. All right. We'll get back to that one at the end. Uh, Joe, yeah. you have never seen Top Gun. Never. Never seen it. Never. Um, I don't. What's this like? Eighty-eight. I think Top Gun came out eighty-nine, somewhere in there. Maybe eighty-six. 86? I don't. Eighty. Yeah. I mean, somewhere in there. It's hard. I to, don't think it's eighty-nine. I think it's a little yeah. earlier than that. It's hard to judge because Tom Cruise doesn't look older now. No, he doesn't. <laughs> it's he doesn't. Incredible. He doesn't. Scientology works. Yeah, it's, it's working really well for him. I always <laughs> wonder. We're one bad Mission Impossible movie away from all really hating Scientology, but it hasn't happened yet. It's I'm true. like, if he yeah. makes a bad one, I'll be like, yeah, he's complicit in all this criminal activity. But then I like see Mission Impossible. I'm like, well, he can't. It's so good. It's it's. <laughs> when you see all those interviews with him where he's like. Yeah, I, I push myself. I'm the best. You know, and everybody's yeah. like, he's so crazy, he's so crazy. And then you see Mission Impossible, and he's like literally hanging off a moving yeah. airplane <laughs> in the air. Yeah. And you're just like, Jesus oh, Christ, he's maybe he's on to he something. He does push here. himself. <laughs> <laughs> he does the things in action movies that everyone does in action movies, and his are better. There's something to he that. He does them for real. Right. He does them for <laughs> it's real. Insane. Like, why haven't we cut the whole movie? This is all shot on one GoPro, like MTV's Fear. Yeah. Like, it's just one camera tied to him the whole time. It's incredible. But Top Gun was. We've we've had uh, we uh, we've had a Top Gun script before. Oh, really? And so I'm excited for the comparisons. I'm excited for the Top Gun. Seems to be one that kind of. A lot of people missed, but is always brought up. I know, like, some of the stuff that happens in it, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> but I never really... <laughs> yeah. I don't know what the fucking movie's about. It's, like, about, like, like the... What's that? What's the? What those? Who are those guys that fly the planes and do all the tricks? Pilots. Blue Angels. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Mine. It's like <laughs> Blue Angels, <laughs> but they also have to fight. Right. They seem like the foreign cool... jets. <laughs> like, I don't understand. Yeah, what it, it seems is. like if they were at the end of the Blue Angels thing, they're like, all right, now bomb them. Yeah. It's and... like if the Blue Angels division of the Air Force, or I don't know. Well, it, that'll all come through in my script. Yeah. Let's uh, at the top of the scripts. It should have us all cast up here, so we'll let everyone know who we're playing. Okay. And I think you'll be doing the stage directions as well. Yes. Uh, so I'll be reading it for Ace. Uh, I'll be reading for Hawk. Also, I don't know if it matters. I've I've never seen and maybe know even less about Top Gun. I also haven't seen Top Gun. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, this is going to be a mess. <laughs> or Good. we'll all be like, that was perfect. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll be reading for Lady... Excuse me. Oh, did you hear that? That's that's the, that wasn't that even lunch a bird. coming that up. Just yeah. like, a, like a lava lamp. That's shifting. the able of the lunchable. Yeah, yeah. I had a lunchable. That's a weird. That's weird when that happens. Uh, st- I'll be reading stage directions, and I will be playing the parts of lady, bartender, and striker. All right. Are we doing? Uh, and we... then grab any instruments if you want to score. You can score the scene. I don't have any score ideas. <laughs> that's okay. But I don't. You guys score. You do yeah. your thing. All right. Uh, 
Interior airplane hangar sunset. Pilots ace and striker drink sodas and talk. That was some great flying today. You too. That loop-de-loop you did was amazing. Hawk, the lead pilot, enters. He looks pissed. I need to talk to you clowns. All that loop-de-loop crap you're doing up there, <laughs> somebody's going to get hurt. Relax, Hawk. Flying's changed a bit since you started out. When was that, Hawk? The 1930s? <laughs> just a couple of smart just a couple of smart ass flyboys. You know, someday I'm going to have to say I told you so, Ace. I hope that day doesn't come soon. Hawk exits. Ace and Striker look at one another as if to say, "What's his problem?" Very slow fade to black. Fade back in at same speed. Interior Ace's bedroom, middle of the night. Ace is asleep with a lady he met at the flying show. <laughs> the, f- the phone rings and wakes him. Hello? It's Hawk, but why is he calling at this hour? He sounds sad. Ace, God damn it! This is one call I hoped I'd never have to make. What's up, Hawk? What, did that old bag of a car of yours break down on the highway again? <laughs> If you need a ride, my car's in the shop, but I guess I could hop in one of them jets and fly over there. <laughs> Just give me ten minutes and I... Hawk cuts Ace off. Ace, it's Stryker. He's gone. Ace knows exactly what Hawk means, but he doesn't want to accept the truth, so he keeps <laughs> joking. Uh, <clears throat> oh, where, where, where'd he go this time? The, the, bah- the Bahamas again? You know Stryker can't get enough of those, those pina coladas. Pina. Pina colada. <laughs> Hawk knows Ace doesn't want to accept the truth, but he pushes forward with his bad news. He was on a night mission, doing recon for the upcoming Mojave gig. He encountered a flock of birds and tried to get cute. (laughs) Gig? Thought he could spiral fly in between them instead of just flying out of their way. Apparently, he thought he was doing fine for a little while, but but then one got caught in his left engine. Ace still doesn't want to believe it, so he jokes again. <laughs> so, 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 what, what are you telling me? We gotta, we gotta repair a left engine in the morning? <laughs> He's dead, Ace. Stryker is dead. His plane went down immediately. He was killed on impact. Ace is quiet for a long amount of time. He trembles with emotional pain. The silence is deafening. Finally, Hawk speaks. Ace? Ace. Ace doesn't respond. Ace. I'll see you tomorrow, Hawk. Ace hangs up and reflects for a while. He just can't believe it. Stryker is dead. After moments of pained silence, Ace explodes. No! No! No, 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 no! The lady from the flight show wakes up. She has a southern accent. Oh, my God, Ace. (laughs) What's wrong, baby? She gently touches his shoulder, and he immediately swats her hand away. Ace, honey, what is it? I'll be at the airbase bar. (laughs) Ace stands up and exits. The lady is confused. Did she do something wrong? Why is he acting like this? Very slow fade to black. Very slow fade back in. Interior airbase bar. Later that night, Ace is drinking alone. He's very drunk. He can barely talk. He holds up an empty glass. Darbdender! 
Give me another one. Don't you think you've had enough, pal? I want one more. Buddy, you don't need one more. Yes, I do! <laughs> yes, I do! See, the drinks I had here tonight, they were for me. This last one isn't. This last one is Brian Stryger. Referring to the patches on Ace's leather jacket. Since you're a squad leader, <laughs> I'll pour it. But then that's it. The bartender pours Ace one last whiskey. Ace holds his glass up to toast. Here's the flying high. Ace downs the whiskey. He collects himself and goes to stand up. Just then, Hawk rushes in. He seems panicked. I thought I'd find you here. Uh, you know me. Smart-ass flyboy. Ace, now's the not the time to argue. <laughs> Is he Batman now? <laughs> the Russians located the base. <laughs> Hold on, we're, la- we're laughing over, over important Sorry. information. <laughs> In the script. The Russians located the base. They're inbound. Ace gets dead serious. He knows this is no laughing matter. He's not slurring anymore. How long do we have? That's the thing. They're right over us. Somebody from the base has been feeding them info. Ace explodes. What? Who? We don't know. Ace, you remember that Russian jet you stole back in 85? You mean the one you yelled at me about? Told me if I ever pulled a stunt like that again, you'd strip me of my wings? Yes. That one. We still have it. It's in a secret hangar just outside of Scottsdale. I need you to take it. (laughs) Why? I need to infiltrate the squadron. Pretend to be one of them. You join their attack, and just when they're about to strike. Ace knows exactly where this is going. He completes Hawk's sentence. Pull some smart-ass flyboy crap. We've had our differences in the past, but I need you, Ace. Ace takes a moment. Is he going to do it? Then, he smirks. <laughs> when do we start? Music up. Highway to the Danger Zone by Kenny Loggins. Exterior, aircraft, aircraft carrier, morning. Ace hops in a Russian jet. He's clear for takeoff. He ignites the burners. There you go. That's great. Mm. I think that's in a nutshell what Top Gun is about, right? I, that's got to be it. I think so. <laughs> I know... Like, the number two dies, and yeah. I guess that prompts something. Isn't someone Goose? Yeah, no, they're, I think it's Maverick and Goose. Maverick and Goose. <laughs> <laughs> what was the other guy's name? Stryker? Yeah. yeah. I didn't even register that these are the wrong. I like that. Ace and Stryker sound like the nicknames you're allowed to have on, like, NBA Jam. <laughs> yeah, or it's like yeah. the computer's pre-programmed with eight things it can yeah. say, and it's like, well, here comes Stryker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I knew, uh, all I knew about the movie was that they do, like, loop-de-loop shit in the air. Yeah. I know that Anthony Edwards dies. Mm-hmm. And then I just, from there, I just assumed that he died from loop-de-loop shit right, that like, they were warned not to do. Like, like, <laughs> it is bizarre, because... But then he has yeah, to save the day with it in the end. They are, like... Why do they do stunts and be the Air Force or whatever? <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. I'm not even totally clear on the idea that they're not Blue Angels. Are they? So they're in the military. Is that? You know what's bizarre is we did. The, 
I don't remember. Someone even told me once what it is. I think someone who, when we did, we'd done, when, when we had a Top Gun rewrite, explained the whole thing to me, and I was like, ah, it doesn't make any sense. It's right. probably what I still think it is. What Not the, what you know it is. What, what are the listeners like? Because I know on any other podcast, there's it's the classic thing. It's like a dude in his car screaming the correct thing at the idiot host. It's like, do people listen to this? And they're like, Jesus Christ, these guys Now, nah, you lost fucking... me at, do people listen to this? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. If you, I... I what I know about Top Gun is yeah I, th- I know Goose dies, and it prompts I, I don't know if it's the end or if it prompts but yeah what I've never thought about is why do they are they ever allowed in the military to be stunt people? Yeah, I don't I because there know. is something to the fact where they're like breaking rules and it's not like it's private hired people that's the military all if you break a rule you <laughs> get kicked out famously kicked out yeah who knows. It's- uh, that's what I feel like. It's got to be like, well, may, may, maybe, wait a minute. Oh, wait. That's probably why Hot Shots is called Hot Shots. Because their first Hot Shots is a parody of Top oh. Gun. <laughs> yeah, I guess that makes so, yeah. sense. That's, that's something that, that's informing our knowledge of like how this works. <laughs> that's got to be why it's <laughs> yeah, called that, though, right? Because right? like, they're just two Hot Shot pilot guys who yeah. probably pull something at the beginning and save it. And then the second time they try and pull something, Goose dies. But then they got to pull a third thing. And Yeah, they see the value in the stunts in the end. Yeah. yeah. I know they play volleyball. In Hot Shots? Uh, no, in Top Gun. There's like a famous volleyball scene. I've heard And it's like a very homoerotic volleyball scene. I've heard tell of it, but I've never but it, I, seen the film. Isn't that Top Gun? Yeah, I think so. Does anyone know out there? I think it is too. It doesn't matter. That's got to be a scene that exists to justify how hot they are. <laughs> they are also... This is one of the problems lots of times with these movies is... And they had to do it, and this isn't a spoiler for the new Mission Impossible movie, but two or three times in the new Mission Impossible movie, people have to stop and be like, isn't that guy hot? (laughs) Wait, wait, when does that happen? There's the one part with the... Remember when... There's one part where a police officer is taken with him because he's so attractive, and that buys him a little bit of leeway in time. Oh. And then there's another part where, uh, like, the main new female character is like, I didn't expect you to be attractive. Oh, like, right. literally has to say that to oh, him. that's true, <laughs> yeah. Everyone, everyone has to keep stopping, like, can you guys fucking believe the dude who kills us is so hot? <laughs> that is true. <laughs> is it, is it, is it, and they're talking about Tom Cruise. Yeah, right? they're yeah, talking yeah. about Tom Cruise. But then he's fighting also very hot Henry Cavill? Yeah, yeah, yeah Superman. Yeah. He's literally The guy Superman. who plays Superman. Yeah. <laughs> These are the two hottest men on Earth. Yeah. <laughs> and they are yeah. like... Or he's like, it's so bizarre. Yeah, Tom yeah. Cruise. Tom Cruise getting a, getting a lot of kisses in that what, movie. That, that was hard kisses. for me to buy that Henry Cavill. Is it Cavill or Cavill? Henry Cavill. Henry Cavill, Cavill yeah. Yeah. was just like a government employee. Sure, yeah. yeah he <laughs> he looks like an underwear model. Someone and yeah. you're, you got to be like... He came in to interview to work for the government? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And y'all are like, yeah, okay. His yeah. accent is, uh, it's not it's not rock solid, that whole movie. One thing I do love is that he does sort of the, he like cocks, like Bill Goldberg used to do. He like cocks his arms like they're guns when he's fighting. Yeah, it's in the trailer. Oh, nice. And, it's, that's, it's very... yeah, and that's a good, that's a good fighting dude movie. I'm excited like to that. see it. Five was my favorite movie of that year. I think wow. I I've never like, seen the first one. Well, at least one. for for popcorn movies, you yeah. Know, but it was, I, and that was the year Star Wars came out too. 
And I liked, and I love Star Wars. I worship it. But uh, I liked, actually liked Mission Impossible 5 more. I liked 4 a lot. I don't think I saw 5, but 4 is great. Four These is are the a... ones where they lose the numbers, right? Um, Ghost Protocol, yeah, 4, yeah, yeah, yeah. I w- you, you have to usually tell me who the villain is, and then I can get back on board with which Christopher Waltz, I believe, is the villain in 4. Okay, that one was uh, good. Yeah. And then 5 is the whispery, raspy guy. Five is, yeah, it's so funny. As much the syndicate. As I love the movie, Five is the one where the syndicate yeah. is introduced, right? That one's incredible. Yeah, I'm blanking on who the main, what the main villain looks like. I just know, that, that I just remember that for the first half, you think the woman is the villain. Yeah. And then you realize she's on his side. Yeah. The Mission Impossible, more than anything I've ever seen, and I love Fast and Furious, which I would say is an even, like, tropier version of rehashing than even Mission Impossible, like the thing it does. Right. Mission Impossible is incredible at doing the same thing. Yeah. And not, that sounds even mean, but I mean it in a great way. No, it's always like his government has betrayed him. Right. They even, I think they, in every one, as they progress, they stop and they're like, why would he still help us? Yeah. Because we have, everyone has someone saying, when you die from this, we will disown you. Right. Yeah. But yeah. there are so many essential moments where it's like he's nice. That's like the kind of the whole movie is like he's really is nice. Yeah. You know, every time someone like he should kill them, it's like well, he doesn't because he's nice. Or someone's annoying and he's like still saves them. It's like he's because he's a very nice man. Yeah, he's incredible. Yeah, he's awesome. I think he's gonna live to be like a hundred. It's truly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's. Did you ever see that middle tooth picture of him? The what? What? The the picture of Tom Cruise that points out that he has a tooth in the middle instead of like like uh, two teeth, like a pair of teeth right in the middle. He's got one tooth in the middle. No. Google Tom Cruise middle tooth. Did he get it fixed? No, it's just kind of the way his jaw is lined That's up. where the thetans are. What's, oh, yeah, the, the Scientology ghosts. <laughs> oh, wow. Right? Okay, I don't know if we can throw it up on there somehow. If not, I can just like, it's right there in the middle. This is going to play so well oh, on a yeah. podcast. Good radio, folks. Uh, if you guys are driving, listening to this, pull over. It doesn't and look Google. weird, though. He he uh, he pulls it off. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's yeah. it's kind of the it is is there a bigger pass given to like Tom Cruise is so good, and then you start thinking about every, how he his life is, and you're like, well, no one else would get away with all of this. Right. Where people think his wives have to audition to be married to him, <laughs> and oh like God. that's crazy. Yeah, and, and, and I mean, but God, he's good. Uh, yeah. Well, but also, too, it's like, who, you know, it's like, who knows? I think he, he weirdly gets Scientology, I think, hurts and helps him because you hear all these crazy rumors and you go, yeah, that's crazy Scientology shit. But then you also go, is that just one of those like crazy Scientology things they say that's like not really yeah. true? You know what I mean? Like, oh, there's yeah. so much there's there's so much bad stuff in that thing, but there's so much stuff they just they, people say you're like that that didn't fucking happen. My, you know? I'm <laughs> like, such a, on. I think that their ad campaign that's around Los Angeles is right. one of the funniest things I've. Where they're just like their their billboards around Los Angeles are borderline saying, yeah, you know, you want to come fuck with us. Yeah, what is it? It's curious? always like it's always we a curious. So. We figured, yeah. come on in, yeah. you'll be the one to fuck with us. You know what I mean? Because imagine how many like comedians have been like, "I'm gonna go fuck around." They're just, but they're just like, "Come on, come on inside." Yeah, you'll you're you got it figured out more than us. Yeah, come on, idiot. Like <laughs> they're just like, we got a big purple castle and you Ubered here. Like, it's, <laughs> and I'm just like, I you know I'm not that they're going for it. Plus, I lived by. Uh, the Scientology Silver Lake Center. I lived like uh, literally a block from it, and I walked mm. by it. 
I walked by. Is that the production it. center place? Or? Yeah, and yeah. dude, I walked by it. Two, 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 uh, these are true stories. I walked by it one night, very, very late at night, and I saw through the window David, uh, what's his face? Miscavige. Yeah, oh, yeah. really? Like he was in there like with a with like a contractor guy just like clearly like taking him through and being like, this is what I want this to look like or whatever. But it was fucking him, dude, because it was – the windows were are at street level. Like you're, you yeah, can walk it's right insane. up to the window. And, um, you know, it was dead of night, which is – I figured like that. Oh, he's probably in there because he can go in there in the middle of the night. Nobody's yeah. going to bug him or anything. Um, so that happened. And then another time I was walking by and they had all the uh, young Scientologists outside like – scraping the old paint off and yeah sort of like it. rushing scientology yeah yeah, yeah <laughs> exactly that that work they have to do yeah and i had my dog and uh a few of the women were like very taken with my dog and how cute he was or whatever and they were talking to me and like petting him and stuff and then like the 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 like supervisor guy came over and he was like hey how you doing What's yeah. going on? You know, and, and I could tell it was like it was like a sort of like, you know, are you are you trying to pull some shit? Or are you literally just being nice and letting them pet your dog? You yeah. Know? And once he saw that, I was just like, oh, dude, I'm just, I just live over there. I'm just walking my dog. Yeah. He was super nice to me, but I imagine everyone, I, you know, he could yeah. he could tell. I mean, that, that's how that shit works, though. Nobody's yeah. gonna be mean to get you in. Inside. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and not, not, it seems like uh, from everything you see from all these people who've gotten out, there's yeah. just like a massively toxic environment and, yeah. and and horrible and maybe complicit in criminal activity if you're involved in it in any way. It's uh, uh, but yeah. uh, everyone who approaches them. These people who are just outside scraping stuff, they got to be like, what's this motherfucker's angle with the dog? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. what's he trying to mess with us while we're – and it's like – it's it's so wild. Yeah, it's 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 a it's a scene, man. That documentary, the HBO documentary was pretty good. But the one the one the guy did – there's this English documentary. Louis Thoreau. Yeah, yeah. Dude, love He's him. awesome. Yeah. Yeah, his documentary about it was crazy. Like, he got shit on tape of, like – them harassing right it's the yeah the people who get out and the, yeah it was nuts man. and also any organization where you're referring to people who have left as having got out yeah. probably isn't a, mean it's coming from a great place yeah. yeah well then but he the whole documentary he, he's like got a, a defector that was like a major major higher up he was like a secondhand man uh at the top of the food chain there and like it's crazy like the guy will be so nice and then all of a sudden like he'll be like like, Louie will be asking him questions, and he'll be like, How many fucking times are you going to ask me this shit? I'm fucking sick of it, man. Like, he, like something's something snapped in there. Yeah. He's he's off. <laughs> like, That's, oh, you yeah. Know? It's he's so like scary. an abused dog or something. I was leaving a Walmart one time in Independence, Missouri, and someone asked me if I was stressed out. And they were sitting outside the Walmart, and I was there with, it was like high school, and I was there with the girl that I was seeing in high school, and I don't know if we were like, peeved at each other or something but i was like yeah i'm stressed like just so she would see that i was stressed or something and i took the stress test and apparently i just got audited by some guy outside of a walmart in missouri <laughs> really he, he tried to sell me uh dianetics and everything and i was like nah i don't want a book and then you know i had no idea what scientology was at the time but i just sat and talked to this guy for 20 minutes i held like the rods and then he just told me like things that were happening while he was asking me all these questions about alleviating stress. Right. And he's like, you should really take a look at this. And we have these meetings. And I was like, nah, I'm gonna go swimming. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like, yeah. Didn't even realize that's what I was getting into. That's and, crazy. Yeah. Yeah. My dad had Dianetics. Really? 
He never subscribed to the religion or anything, but he that book was very big in the 80s. It's like, kind of crazy that a religion was invented and became this big in our lifetimes. Yeah, there were like TV commercials for Dianetics. And my dad got the book because he was like, I want to see what this is all about. And then I don't know if he ever read it or not, but I know he had it. Yeah. Yeah. Huh, that's insane. Who has that bit that's like uh... – I don't even know if it's about Scientology. I think it might be about Mormons or something like that. But talking about how, like, the leader of your religion, like, has, like, a driver's license. Like, you went to, like, the DMV. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. But that's really funny. That's <laughs> it's, but it's just because it's the newest one. It's true, yeah. Like, at some point, Jesus was just some dude people were talking about. And he's like, everyone's like, nah, I don't know. He's like, nah, this guy, you know, there's no TVs, but he's got some information. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, he's got to let you know. Sure. So what I'm saying is... Christianity exactly like Scientology. Boom. <laughs> Same thing. I don't know how this is. It's impossible to talk about a Tom Cruise movie without it eventually coming to this. Yeah, no. And I know. then eventually just coming back around to. But I'll see every Mission Impossible movie the rest of my life, and I hope he never quits making them. No, I'll keep seeing them too. I haven't seen too many non-Mission Impossible Tom Cruise things. Risky Business, I've never seen. Uh, Vanilla Sky, I've never seen. I've seen like Eyes Wide Shut, Mission Impossible, and his cameo in the Tropic Thunder movie. He's amazing in Tropic Thunder. So That's so good. funny. Um, uh, uh, Vanilla Sky is a cool movie. Yeah. You I, should see it. It's a really cool flick. Um, yeah. It's one of those ones that's kind of always been on my, I should check out and I, it seems like it would be up my alley. And Risky Business is not what you think it's going to be. Uh, Jerry Maguire I've never seen. Rain Man I've never seen. Oh, Rain Man's now great. I'm starting to think. Uh, the, uh, I don't even know what Risky Business is about except the underwear. Well, exactly. That's what everybody knows from the movie, and you think it's going to be like this wild teen, like sex romp. Yeah, and it's not. It's like he he like links up with Rebecca De Mornay, who plays like an older prostitute, and they kind of it gets like kind of dark. Like they get, I think they're kind of on the run or some shit through the movie. Like people are. Something happened. Like they witnessed something, and somebody. Yeah, it's, it's just <laughs> way darker. <laughs> I had no idea. It legitimately Jesus, yeah. in my head. Tom Cruise had a house to himself, and that was the movie. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, alone. most of that's based off The Simpsons. Yeah, yeah. No, you think it's going to be like this, like house party movie, and it's not. Yeah, um, but that's how um, Porky's is too. Which I have also not seen, but I hear Porky's is more adult than comedy. Like more, like it's like a dark, dark sort of thing. It's very dark. It's very, like Porky the guy that's, you know, that's supposed to be like the, you know, you'd see him on the movie poster and he was it was like, oh, the fat guy with the cowboy hat, the fun-loving yeah. bad guy, like the boss hog or whatever. It's <laughs> the like, boss hog. It's like, no, he's like, in the movie, he's like a piece of shit. Yeah. He's like a fucking racist, awful Who do you think they just decided to market it differently because Animal House was popular or something? No, I just think I just think because I loop it in with Animal House. I think the line for dark back then was a different was in it's a like much Revenge different... of the Nerds couldn't be a movie today. Probably not. There's like so it's not even subtle rape references and right. like it's super dark and no one seems comes off good. No, no, yeah, no. They uh, yeah. Doesn't there? Doesn't he dress up to pretend to be somebody else and he, that's how he has sex with the girl? Yep. Yes, like Darth yeah. Vader or something. Yeah, dude, it's it's um it's very like I just think the line was in a different place back then. Yeah, you know, so it was like it was just like oh, this is an edgy comedy where if you saw it now, you'd be like, this is this is kind of disturbing. Yeah. 
Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yeah, but you know, the times change. But uh, yeah. what was uh, like? What do you? What's like earliest? Like going to the movies? Do you remember like going and being like, "This movie makes me like going to the movies." I swear to God, uh, my first memory ever is is the credits of the end credits of Star Wars. Yeah. That's the first movie my, my the first time my parents ever took me to a movie. I couldn't have been more than one or two. But that oh that's like an earliest memory of anything for you. Yeah, that's the that's the earliest memory I have is the is being in the theater and like the credits, the end credits of Star mm-hmm. Wars and like the lights coming up. So how far after the original one, the next one came out like 4 years later? Three or four. Three or four. Yeah. Did you? So was that something you were like? Oh, this is now a part of what I'm doing, like growing up. Yeah. By that point, I had seen it a bunch on TV and stuff, and mm-hmm. then we went to see Empire Strikes Back in the theater. Um, and I, I hated it. Really? Now I love it, but I hated it because yeah. it was so much darker, and like like the cliffhanger of Han Solo getting frozen. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's, that's a then lot. you're waiting four more years. Yeah. It's a <laughs> lot to deal that's with. True. But then I also saw Return of the Jedi on opening weekend, and that was the most excited I ever was to see a movie in my life. Was that? Was there anything that like you think any films coming out now where it compares to something like that then? Because there's yeah. so many different ways where everything's distributed and where people see stuff differently now. Uh, no, I, I was that excited again for Phantom Menace, and I was that excited again for Force Awakens. Okay. What happened when uh, you saw Phantom Menace? I was disapp- I liked it, but I was disappointed. You know, like I didn't. It, it just structurally was a very different kind of movie, mm-hmm. and I didn't really have a lot of interest in seeing a kid that young as the center focus. But I didn't hate it. Yeah. I just, I just was always like, well, there are parts that I really, really like, and there's stuff I don't like, and I just wish it was a little more like the old Star Wars movies. But then I really liked Clones and uh, Sith. I love Revenge of the Sith. I yeah. think that's one of the best Star Wars movies. I watched I watched all of the Star Wars movies. I watched uh, six of them at the same time. So that's about when I saw them, right? What was the J.J. Abrams one, Force Awakens? Yeah. Before Force Awakens came out, I'd never seen any of them. Mm-hmm. And so I watched all six. And it, to me, I think that gave me a little bit different appreciation of these prequels. What yeah. would be one, two, and three, where I was like, well, this is at least an ambitious idea that the guy who came up with all this really wanted. Yeah, no, and I, and that's that's kind of how I looked at it. I was like, he's trying to do something different. Some of it's not landing, but... And yeah, the third one is like, I thought it was a good movie. I, I like, like the third one a lot. I was like, this is fun, and everyone's kind of developed into something, and Ewan McGregor is perfect. Yeah. Well, there's heavy... So J.J.'s back for the for the last installment, for episode nine, yeah. and... Uh, there are, there are heavy rumors that he's connecting – he's going to put in a lot of connective tissue to the to the prequels okay. and, like, pull it all in together so it feels like one big story. Okay. Um, this which, is, like, which the I wrap-up like. of the Skywalker yeah. saga of everything? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So – and I liked in The Last Jedi they actually referenced Darth Sidious, and that was the first time you'd ever heard a prequel reference – 
like in in a in a post prequel movie. Yeah, it seemed like and the I, Force Awakens was kind of trying to ignore that they had happened and get everyone back on board or something. Yeah, it's definitely like it definitely was a a reboot that wasn't a reboot, you yeah. know. But um, but uh, but I loved it. I loved I I love all the. I have to see all of them a couple times though, because it's impossible for me to not go in with ideas in my head. Yeah. So I have to see it, and then be like, okay. I, and then process they didn't do what I thought they were going to do or they did in this part or whatever. And then the second and third time I see it, I, I can see it as a movie. Okay. Do you still like even like solo open weekend, opening weekend and everything? I saw solo on the road by myself opening night. <laughs> I did the Thursday show. Yeah. I walked off stage directly to my car and drove to the movie. To theater. like the 1159 showing yeah. of it. Yeah. And um, I loved solo. Solo is one of my I've only saw it twice, but it was immediately one of my favorite Star Wars movies. I love... There's something... Like I said, this is a... It was all within, like, two years I got all of these Star Wars movies. Uh-huh. I like it in uh, Rogue One. Yeah, I love it Rogue, Rogue Nation because we're out here talking about uh, Tom Cruise. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I like that in Rogue One because it feels like really awesome heisty things happening in the universe that's super complex. Yeah. Like, you know, if you got 20 hours to develop this universe, plus even, you know, a thousand hours off screen right. to make this universe, then you get to drop in good heist movies, which is like my favorite type of thing. I loved them. That's so fun. Yeah, I, I thought it was great. I liked Rogue One. I liked that they <clears throat> brought like a very honest and balanced uh, perspective to the rebellion mm-hmm. where it was like you saw that they did do kind of dirty shit. To keep, get the rebellion going, which is what you would have to do. Yeah, and I like that. Um, uh, what's her name? The the you know the main woman in it. Um, you know the one who yeah. ends up doing the mission. Uh, I forget her name right now. But uh, anyway, I like when she kind of shits on it, and she's like, "Yeah, I never really had. I could never afford the luxury of po- uh, polit- politics or political opinions." And I'm like, that. I thought that was like very relevant to. Yeah, to, kind of, to the time, right? Exactly. Like, it, you know, it, it brings it all in like a context of actual. Because while there is a good and a bad and a light and a dark, the way that you have to behave, there's people who just want to make money off of everything. Yeah, yeah, and they did it in Last Jedi too. They yeah. showed that the they showed what that was the uh, uh, who was it Benicio del yeah, Toro. Yeah, that I like the that, that the weapons guys are dealing to the to both parties. Sure, you know. So I, I just thought that was I thought those were cool little elements in like you know. Uh, in a social context for modern times, you know. So are you on board for the fan rewrite of The Last Jedi, rewritten by r- various Redditors across the universe to... No. I mean, I, mean, <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I, I would read it. Yeah. I'm not above fan fiction, yeah. but, uh, but I mean, I'm not mad at Last Jedi. I saw Last Jedi took me four full watches to fully get it. Yeah. And on the fourth watch was when everything completely clicked and I was like, I 100% understand what Ryan Johnson was doing. This is fucking brilliant. It worked. Yeah. I think there's some there's something that almost is unique to Star Wars. It exists for other things, but the fans' possession or their possessiveness to the world that it is is very bizarre and different than a lot of other things. Uh, people Do you are think just... it's because the time period between the first three ones that came? Like, then there's 30 years for everyone to grow up showing their families and, like, exhibiting this fan. You know what I mean? After the original three come out, whole generation happens. Yeah. And then there's – this is, it becomes, like, a thing that you know and that you, you pass on and that exists. And people seem very possessive of it more than anything else. Uh, yeah. I think uh, I think people are too too possessive. I think it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
And I also never got this whole you ruined my childhood thing. It's like, dude, how did they ruin it? Because there's more of it now? Yeah. Just don't watch the more that you don't like. Sure. like yeah. Who cares? <laughs> yeah. Also, yeah, and you're just older. So it seems like a lot is ruined. You're, you know, it's, yeah. you're not, there is no, it's gone. It's like people were so fucking mad about that last Indiana Jones movie. I was like, I don't know, man. I had fun watching it. I liked, I yeah. like watching Harrison Ford whip around, and there were fun parts. Like, yeah, it wasn't as good as the other ones, but Jesus Christ, like, fucking relax. Sometimes, maybe I think, <clears throat> and I haven't seen any Indiana Jones movie. You haven't? No, dude. I'm, I'm honestly jealous of you that you get to watch this really? trilogy for the first. <laughs> dude, the, do you think fucking that, awesome? I mean, man. I would. Uh, some part of me feels like. A newer, not as great version would only reaffirm how great the other. I'll go back and rewatch the other ones and like them more. You would watch the, new, the you would if you watched all four in a row, you would go the the you you would you would just be like, yeah, the fourth one that's got some stupid shit. So you in think it. it's and the time Shia, between that? Shia LaBeouf, yeah, I kind of wish he wasn't there, but he is, yeah. and yeah, and you just it's like. It, you know, it's like, who fucking cares? Like, <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. People were, like, screaming, like, I get fucking about aliens. I know so much about the fourth one because of backlash. Yeah. Some, like, someone survives a nuclear bomb or something because they're in a refrigerator and there's, like, aliens involved and, and things like that. I couldn't tell. The first one, or the first three, I could put together, like, there's a heart chest ripping man in the ball where he has yeah, to Yeah, nobody was mad it. about that. Nobody's <laughs> mad about <laughs> No one's mad about yeah. the, the physics behind ripping a heart out of someone's chest. And the guy is still alive. <laughs> or how did they build this giant maze with a huge ball in it that never got triggered? Yeah, that Nobody's mad that the Ark of the Covenant makes your face melt off. Oh, yeah, they melt people's faces. Nobody's mad that they find a cup that can give you eternal life. Like, but yeah. but aliens was that was too much. For I've, I've done uh, for a live show Indiana Jones, and I think all it was was the counterweight for the ball rolling, and uh, there's a, a little boy in a hat. And I yeah. remember that just because right. my friend was him for Halloween one time. <laughs> All right, nice. And that's where we put it together. Man, this podcast makes me realize like I haven't fucking seen any yeah. movies at yeah. all ever. Some yeah, we've I gotten like, feedback from fans that were like, none of the people on this have seen much, and it's like, what are you? Yeah, <laughs> it's really where true. We're going. I, right. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't know that that makes me like a good or bad guest, but it's like. I fucking think about this. It's like, dude, I went to film school. It's like, what What have I been watching? Is there anything for... that you midnight screening? Like, I remember distinctly, for me, and this is kind of weird, and I've talked about it on the show before, I went at midnight. I bought the earliest of ever. Matrix Reloaded was a huge deal for me. Yeah. Because I loved the Matrix. the Matrix. It was for a lot either. of people. And, and it was. And I remember everyone camped out. People, also, everyone camping out to see Matrix Reloaded in theaters is, you couldn't do it now. It looked like a bunch of people who were going to shoot up a school. Like, it was just yeah. 400 kids in trench coats with big glasses on all <laughs> waiting to go. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it was a bunch of people waiting to see the Matrix Reloaded. Do you, was there any, like, do you go to midnight to anything? I Dude, when I was a kid, I went, like, to midnight to, like, uh, like Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. Like video know? game like vi- drop-offs? Like Video game once or twice, and then like I guess I was pretty gassed up on like Harry Potter for like a second for like a year. You okay. know what I mean? But like I like those movies. Yeah, those are pretty fun. Those yeah. are yeah. But I, I I just it's always shocking to me how much I'm like I feel like I like movies and I watch movies and I'm like I haven't seen anything almost anything that's a trilogy I have not seen. I went to a midnight screening of Spider Man with my teacher and because he was also my like my best friend's dad, okay. and he was obsessed uh-huh. with Spider Man. This is like Tobey Maguire first. Sam Raimi yeah. Spider-Man. Yeah. And he went like dressed up and was super into it and I just that was crazy but then I loved the movie but it didn't be, make me become obs- you know I I only went because it's like a part of a thing. I think the, I can't remember anything other than the second 
Matrix movie and then the third Matrix movie upsettingly that I went at midnight to be like, this is the thing. I would do this alone. Right. I want to see this now. Right. I guess so, but you watched it and you knew it was bad. You the, knew you needed the, to while like Matrix it? Reloaded was happening, I was upset. <laughs> it has two incredible action sequences that kind of hold up really well because they're such good directors. But the story is so ambitious and it's so wild. And then the over time, my appreciation for the second one has waned and my appreciation for the third one has grown because they were trying this insane story. But no, there's a there's one scene in The Matrix Reloaded that's a man talking for 30 minutes. Jesus. I'm going to go out on a limb here, and I, I, but I do believe this. I, I think the Wachowskis are not good filmmakers. I think they're like... Basically, I don't know if they ever directed music videos, but I think they're essentially. <laughs> I mean, Speed Racer was almost a music video. Yeah, I mean that's that's they're, <laughs> yeah. they're good at creating some sort of a visual thing that's yeah. intriguing. But dude, you go through their fucking movies and it's like Speed Racer sucked. It is basically Jupiter ma- Rising sucked. Yeah, that one Cloud Atlas sucked. The Matrix yeah. sequel sucked. It's just that it's maybe like, the Matrix was lightning in a bottle. Yeah, dude. It's just like the, they did the Matrix and they did the, the uh, Bound was yeah. the other good one they did with Jennifer Tilly. There's something about the movie that people make or the book that they write or the album that they come out with that is the thing they've spent their whole life thinking about. Yeah. That you're like, well, I guess, you know what I mean? If your whole life is building up to the Matrix being everything you've ever thought about and made versus, well, now we make two more. Right. Or even though they always were going to. Or now what Jupiter Rising or whatever is just a movie. It, Ju- you know, was that what it was called? Jupiter Ascending? Jupiter Ascending. Was that with like, I know what you're talking about. Fucking I just know ridiculous. that the cover was like kind of a purple hue with people standing in a bunch of moons or something. Yeah, Channing Tatum with like elf ears. It yeah. was fucking absurd, man. <laughs> it's crazy. Uh, so there's just something to the thing that you've always worked on. Yeah. There's a lot more time in the first 35 years versus like 36, 37. Well, also too, that first outing when they give you your first big thing. Yeah. You've got a lot of help. Yeah. You know, they're surrounding you with a lot of people to make sure you don't fuck it up. And then the second one, they're like, let these auteurs make it with no oversight. Yeah, you get more and more rope, and it's just like, you know. Yeah. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's what it is. I was very disappointed in Matrix Reloaded. It was crazy. Everyone, everyone was. That was a crazy thing. Imagine, maybe it could have felt like seeing the Phantom Menace at midnight. Mm Mm-hmm. But I don't know. But everyone left, like... What the fuck? Like, uh, like mad at the screen. I think the difference with between that and Phantom Menace was, like, even if you were disappointed in the Phantom Menace, or even if you hated it, you knew it was the beginning of the trilogy. Oh, sure. So, like, the worst, the worst you could, at, at wor- worst case scenario, you'd be like, ah, God damn it, he started the story too early. Yeah. <laughs> like, get to the part that I care about. Yeah. And he gets there pretty quick in the second movie. Yeah. And, and then all of a sudden you're like, all right, this, this is fun. Okay. You know? Yeah. But with the Matrix, that was that was supposed to be your Empire Strikes Back. That it, was supposed to be what I mean. That yeah. it was legitimate and it had the the comparisons of like because the first Matrix is as influential of a movie as existed for that twenty sure. year period. Yeah, it like made act and and then it was just like, well, why did a man talk for a half hour? <laughs> while it was happening, it's that scene with the architect. If you see, yeah, it, yeah. While it was happening, someone in the theater went, what? <laughs> like you just hear like as we're all collectively experiencing it at the same time and it start Matrix Reloaded like starts super great and it's super interesting and then you're just like what it's almost like they filmed the movie in order uh-huh. and couldn't go back and change anything 
They were just like writing yeah. it and filming it linearly, and they're like, okay, then next, I guess he would talk to this guy. Okay, then next, it, it, it was bizarre. I don't know. I, <laughs> I think we've we spent. I don't know why we're talking about the Matrix movies. Good movie thing. Yeah, it's movies. Um, so you know Harry Potter's kind of. You got like no allegiance or film fandom, I guess. No, I'm I'm very annoyed by fans. I hate all fans of any anybody. that's like a fan of anything. I guess I like comedy fans because it's like nice that you come out to shows and stuff like that. that's great. But like, I really hate fans. <clears throat> anybody who hangs their hat on work that somebody else makes is so impossibly annoyed. It's like. Anyone who's like my personality is a bunch of CDs that some, you know, person thought of and recorded. You know what I mean? Or anybody who's like, you know, gets in these really heated arguments or or corners me somewhere and is like, says the words like Marvel Cinematic Universe. It's like, dude, I'll stab you to death. This podcast is part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It's important (laughs) for me to let you guys know. Uh, We're we're tying this one in with Spider-Man Far From Home. Uh, (laughs) I'll tell you that. Okay. I do like Spider-Man though. You know what I mean? But it's not like who I am. You know what I mean? It's like So there's some line where it's like do you think it's the line is where you disagree with some like you tell someone they're wrong about how they feel about something? No, I just think that it's like it's just like I mean this is probably the wrong thing to be saying on this podcast. It's definitely like movie fans who are like in the car like, "Well, what I do on the way to work is I listen to people talk about movies because I love them that much." But it's like, dude, I don't know, people who's just if it's I think like, a lot of this podcast is people letting go of the idea the way like cuz not having seen things that are wildly influential to other people there's something to just having to pretend you have I guess that's true. Well, yeah, and I, I think I think that angers people sometimes when you haven't seen shit. You know yeah. what I mean? Because I, I mean, we're that... cutting this whole part out. <laughs> it's important, <laughs> it's important that, to remember yeah. none of this will be in there. <laughs> uh, you won't even be listed in the episode description or anything. It's true. Yeah, I'm getting I'm getting eviscerated right now by like dudes <laughs> commenting. Well, but yeah, it's just I I just I don't know. I like I don't think it's good. I don't think that like the way that people are. Uh, I mean, you guys were touching on it earlier. The way that people are like, you know. Uh, the fans own this just as much as the filmmakers. Oh, it's yeah. Like, I mean, shut the fuck up. It's like, what? It's like, shut the fuck up. It's just like, make something then. You know what I mean? It's like, if you want to, I don't know. It's like, if you want to just hang your hat on some kind of like thing, it's like, well, then make a thing. There's nothing more Dude, annoying than. The internet has ruined everything. Like, yeah, I, kinda. Su- I swear to you, I, I'm not a, I'm not a voter, man, you know. Send me your comments. I don't give a fuck. Because uh, that always pisses somebody off when I say that. But but that's one thing I would vote for. If they said, if they said we're going to vote on whether or not we should keep the internet, I would vote to get rid of it. Interesting. It has ruined everything. We are not all supposed to be connected like this. It just like cuts to you trying to figure out how to register to vote online. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, all right. Let's... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but seriously, like we're not supposed to all be connected like this. It has barreled completely out of control. There was nobody there to monitor any of this and say, like, you know, maybe we should pump the brakes a little bit here. You know, like it was just go, 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 go. It's it's the modern day tobacco craze. Everybody ran headfirst at it with open arms. Nobody thought about what the consequences might be. Everybody does not deserve to be equally heard on all platforms all the time. That's... It's, there's no there's no cue anymore for anything. There's no line. I there's remember no... we were doing that show in Oklahoma. Um, at the the casino in Oklahoma, and you were talking about how people shouldn't. It's crazy that someone can talk back to the president on it's the nuts. same platform. Yeah, and that, well, that was when Obama was in office. Yeah, it's fucking nuts, and it's nuts now that we have a president that's blocking individual. Like, we, we, the, I shouldn't be able to communicate with Donald Trump, yeah. regardless of me thinking he's a moron. 
He's the fucking president. I shouldn't be able. I shouldn't have a direct line to him. Right. It's you're, it's you're speaking to him crazy. on the exact same level that he's speaking. Yeah, it's just fucking nuts. It's not like you're mailing him a letter. Yeah, yeah. it's so fucking dude. There's an episode. I'm a big, big Golden Girls fan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's an episode of the uh, Golden Girls where Rose. <laughs> this is so, I love. I want a 30 second clip of you, the the little bit of ranting about talking to Trump right into I'm a Golden Girls fan. Yeah, it's yeah. gonna seem like we cut something out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, weird edit. That was a weird edit. No, I, but I'm a huge Golden Girls fan. But there's an episode, and and one of the reasons I love it is because it's so it's so intelligently liberal. It's 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 so progressive. In the best way. It doesn't take itself too seriously. They make jokes that people these days would say were inappropriate or whatever. But they they, they champion gay rights and, and feminism and all this wonderful stuff. And it's, it's just an amazing show and, and very funny. But there's an episode where Rose wants to stop nuclear war. And she's like, I'm going to write a letter to the president. And literally, like... The crux of the episode is Dorothy and Blanche behind Rose's back being like, she's like, she's acting like a child. Like, she's, this is ridiculous. Like, she thinks she's going to write to the president and get him to respond about nuclear war. It's like, yeah, that, that fucking wall should be there. Yeah. Not the Mexican wall. (laughs) (laughs) That we will cut out of context. (laughs) The, uh. There, it's just this. I mean, and it's not even just the president. I shouldn't be able to write Tom Hanks directly. Sure. <laughs> I mean, it weird. is like it's an open line to, and that was a big thing specifically with the Last Jedi was Ryan Johnson. Re, it well the second everyone knew he reads these. Yeah. Yeah, that's not good. It's not good, and all the all the um, everyone shouldn't be able to tweet at the twelve year old girl from Stranger Things. Yeah, it's I mean, weird. She's gone man. off of the internet right now. Yeah, but I it's shut like, my Twitter down too. Yeah, it's, not that I'm the twelve. I'm not the twelve. I think I'm the twelve year old. girl. <laughs> I identify as the twelve year old girl from Stranger Things. Um, or I think she, you know, she's older now. But you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, yeah. I think that it is. I mean, I it's crazy that this communication can get to people with no filter. Even, like, the infotainment, like, videos, like, those things where it's like, all right, today we're going to break down, like, why the pilot of Lost is a perfect pilot for you. It's like, who the fuck are you? It's like, what do you right. know about it is a great pilot. writing a pilot? Yeah, no, no, totally. But it's like, there, there are things like that, 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 you know, like, with comedians' jokes. Like, they, like, break down why a comedian is good or not, even do if it's nice. Do you ever hear other people talking about... Like commenting on comedy and they're like, oh, I love the way that they ironically uh, twist this and then have the punch at the end where they're subverting. And you're like, have you – do you have fun? Is there any fun well, involved? Not, yeah. not only that, but it's like it's like that's not even the way people think about this. It's like yeah. talking about people's writing process or whatever, you know, like retroactively and like looking at a special and talking about the way people like structure jokes or like write things or whatever. It's like this is not what this is. And who are you? And like, yeah, I don't know. Posting, posting. So these... it's like, what is it? What would you call that? They've almost like. Uh... Everything is educationalized. It's like everything is at a university. Everything is university class. Right. Taking an academic approach to other people's art that you don't make. I mean, this sounds like really pretentious on my part right now, but it it is just like a very bizarre impulse that a lot of like, I mean, if I'm being You did put on a tweed jacket before this specific sentence. That is true. The patches are nice. I mean, here's the thing. That used to be reserved for critics and critics used to go to school. And literal academics. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, and now everybody's a critic and it's... It's, and and if you didn't like it when it was just the critics, you could go, ah, fucking critics. Right. But they're over there at the 
at the cocktail party they looked in, like in a the critic. museum or whatever yeah. the fuck. And who right. gives a shit? They, yeah. Um, and, and you know, it was one person with one voice saying something and it didn't affect everything. And, it, you know, it, it didn't have the, the same amount of impact. It is bizarre. You see like a rotten, like specifically about film, like how much every ad for every movie now throws a Rotten Tomatoes score up, which is a cumulative score of a bunch of people who have said their voice matters for this score. Yeah. And but every movie, every movie, I see Mission Impossible trailers, and it's like a remarkable ninety-seven percent. And if you don't get that, that affects your ability to create more stuff. Well, then also, dude, I've literally seen movie trailers where the reviews are tweets from fans. Yeah, yeah, that's cr- where it'll be like, crazy. Looks fun from crazy. at Bill one hundred two. But um, but yeah, I had a bit on my. I think I was on my first. I can't remember. I, uh, one of one of my records. I had a. We'll bit. play all of that. Every yeah, album play real quick, play so. all of the albums. <laughs> but no, I had this bit about infomercials where I was like, "I'm like every every infomercial has the same theme, which is, hey, are you tired of uh, putting effort into anything? You know, are you tired of trying? <laughs> Buy this, and you won't have yeah. to do it anymore. Yeah. Um, this does trying at for you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's like just gotten worse and worse and worse. And it's like that's that's the other problem to me. It's like. Nobody wants to put effort into anything. Everybody thinks it should be immediate. Everybody wants to sit in their fucking house and take a YouTube class from Judd Apatow or whatever it is. So they can then say, well, I'm a genius. I studied with the best. It's like, and look, I get it. Not everybody can afford to go to school and and college is is, is in many ways can be a sham and and too fucking expensive. I get all that. Um, But it doesn't mean that you just get to be a thing that you say you are, yeah, because you know, just you ever, because you feel yeah. like saying. It. I think there's so many good things that the internet has with connection, as far as like making the entire world feel a little bit smaller and finding these people who have similar interests. That if you thought about it at all, you would be like, "Oh, I have nothing in common with these people." That's kind of a nice thing where everyone can, like, legitimately, everyone can watch a video of uh, grandpa getting light up shoes and laugh. You know what I mean? Sure. We all see this thing and it kind of makes everything feel a little bit smaller and everyone feel a little bit more I agree like with we're that. all the same species. I agree with and, that. But it, then all the, the, the equal weight of screaming is kind of overbearing and it is the loudest voices tend to become the most... It's it become the, the most frequent. I started only watching positive, like... You know, dude, I love positivity. Yeah, yes, like, it's dude. Uh, so I don't, I don't remember if it was on a podcast or somewhere. 30th, but <laughs> dude, uh, Zach Galifianakis said one time that uh, the critics should just like critics should just write positive reviews only, and if you don't like the thing, you should just not talk about it. And that would be great. It's like that should be, in my opinion, like the approach to a lot of things. It's like celebrate the things you really like, talk about them all the time, and the other shit just fucking ignore it. It's bad. Who cares? It doesn't matter. But, like, people, whether it's a Star Wars movie that everybody's really invested in or whether it's, like, some comedian's thing that they're, like, here's my perspective on it or here's my take or or just somebody who's going around on the Internet saying, like, I'm an expert on XYZ or I'm, like, a dude that bought a camera and so I know what I'm talking about. It's, like, you people are out of your minds for doing shit like that. Yeah, it's 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 crazy, you know. And Apple's Apple's to blame for a lot of it because, you know, they made everything – Everything is so user friendly, and you know every fucking app makes you a movie editor or, or or a musician, or because it's all paint by numbers and whatever. And you know it's 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 it would be fine if people just used it in a hobby type of fashion. But when people start, 
using those things and saying I I can I'm on everybody else's level that does. It's like you're not. You're not. I think you it's a great fucking... tool and resource to allow more accessibility for people to. <laughs> Uh, get into maybe see whether or not they like this. Sure. Uh, and it does let people make these things that they want to sure. make. But there is something to be said about well, what weight are you giving what you're making? I think that is. I think that. But is it's like true everyone too, can kind of yeah. make a movie with their phone now, and that's mm-hmm. kind of cool. And the fact that if you have this story to tell, see if you can slash if it's worth telling. Uh, but then you know you're not Spike Jones because you have. Well, and that's and I think that's the problem. The people but you that, will yell as loudly. You will sure. claim to be. <laughs> Look, for some reason, the people that are actually doing that kind of stuff with these products and and opportunities are not being seen anywhere. They're not. They're also not the ones replying to Ryan Johnson's exactly. tweets. Yeah, about how yeah. exactly. Yeah, know Better than him. These people are in the in the wings. They're not getting the attention. I mean, there's a poster right in front of the building here at the bus stop. Fucking uh, a shelter cat. That's also a musical. Celebrity five plus million views because the fucking cat plays the piano or some shit. It's like, dude, that's the shit Uh, that goes to the top. And you're like, I think if I could get anything out of this, is that I think people should go see Sorry to Bother You. Uh, I want to see it really Uh, bad because uh, Boots Riley seems to be someone who has kind of spent. He's never tried to tear anything down to build up what he wants to build. He's a, you know, he's a prolific and notable musician yeah. as well as someone who's now made a film that's a vision that he wanted to make that he never rushed to just put out the bad version of. Mm-hmm. You know, he says, I think he said he's had the script for like 15 years. Yeah, it was like been a published slowly book. Working it was on like... this in his book. And so it's like, this is someone really working and telling their story in an interesting way that's uh, everyone, I think everyone thinks they might have a similar thing to say. Because it's like a unique viewpoint, but it's, this is someone who's executing it in in kind of a nice way, yeah, without ever being like, "I should be getting this. I yeah. can do this." It's someone who's really just putting in the work and doing this thing. And I saw it. And I thought it was wonderful. Right. Yeah, I got to go see it. I'm I'm kind of mad at myself. I haven't gone yet, but I I, I want to see it very much. So. And also the other thing about all this is uh, I have no idea what I'm talking about. I'm a, I'm a huge oh that's uh, important piece of for shit. all of us. I don't, know. Yeah. I don't know anything. You know, who am I? Uh, Mickey. That's true. Thank you. Thank you, Kyle. <laughs> um, well, we got. I, we're gonna we're gonna pass by on the before and afters game because I got another one. I really want to introduce a new game here to the podcast today, which is called Rapid Fire Trivia about a movie you've never seen. We're seeing the movie probably really would have helped. And from the makers of the title of Guess What Movie Cause Dad is Describing, having never had heard of the movie and only watched the trailer, comes rapid-fire trivia about a movie you've never seen or seen the movie probably really would have helped. Okay. And uh, it also really makes me realize how good of a name Sorry to Bother You is. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> it could have been called, like, honestly, we're all sort of trapped in this capitalist society, and your revolts can be minimal but can be effective. Right, right, right. Uh, <laughs> but instead he's right. like, I got an idea. Uh-huh. Um, so what we're going to do is, so, Joe, I asked you for other movies you've never seen. You've never seen any of the Toy Story movies, right? Which is blew my mind. Maybe more than anything anyone's brought up on this. It was too. I was too old by the time they came out. I yeah. just wasn't, and I don't like that shit. Okay. Uh, it sickens. <laughs> now see those I saw. What if I like start screaming at Joe? Like, hang on, just a fucking second. That's my trilogy. I, I have as much ownership over well, that. Pixar as Pixar is an interesting company. When you talk about like who they don't make anything early. Inside Out is like a movie they passed around and worked on until they had the right amount of quality they, they spent like 30 years making inside out the movie like preceded the company existed and i heard it was a nice movie oh, it's incredible it's not for me but uh, i was in an office once and i heard people in their 30s 
talking about Inside Out like it was like it was like the fucking Godfather or something, and I, I was it, it made me sick. It made me sick to my stomach. Inside Out, one of the best movies to be formatted with that title since Face Off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> as far as movie, that could be a good debate we could do is best movies with slash in the title. Yeah, uh, Guns and Roses document. Okay, um, so what we have is, uh, Mecky, you've seen all the three Toy Stories. Yeah, so I have to leave for Joe's part of the segment. So yeah? Mecky's gonna leave. Yep. I'm gonna ask Joe twenty rapid fire questions about. Toy Story that are all factual questions. They're not opinion. You know what I mean? These are right. all trivia questions. And I got to find a, a pen or something. And I'll just write it down if you get it right. And then we're going to see how many of these 20 you get correct. And so just a couple seconds to answer each one if you get it. And then Mackie's going to come back in. I'm going to ask him the same 20 questions. Right. And see how he does. They start off more quantitative and then I guess get more plot qualitative sort of as it goes along. That, but So this is rapid-fire trivia about a movie you've never seen where seeing the movie probably really would have helped, and this is Toy Story. All right, you ready? Mm-hmm. All right, what year did it come out? 1996. No. Who directed it? Tim Burton. <laughs> <laughs> no. How much movie did the how much did the movie cost to make within five million dollars? Uh twenty million. No. How long is the movie within five minutes? Ninety five minutes. Nope. Name three movies that people who liked this also liked, according to IMDB. Inside Out, Up, and uh Cars. Those are on there. Name four characters in Toy Story. Woody. Mm-hmm. Um Tim Allen, <laughs> the space guy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> space. <laughs> the fuck is his name? He's named after the second uh, man Buck, on the moon. Buck something, isn't it? No. Wait, wait, Woody. Mr. P- Mr. and Mrs. Potato Head. <laughs> There's two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's such like a good cop into two and three. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and um, and uh, <laughs> he's named after the, the second man on the moon. Who? The character you're trying to think of. Oh, Buzz Lightyear. Buzz Lightyear. There's yeah, four. Right. Name three people who've, whose voices are in Toy Story. Tom Hanks, Don Rickles. You already said the other one. Uh, yeah, Tim Allen. All right. What does Buzz? That was Light- only three. I said name three. Oh, just sorry. three voices. Okay. Uh, what does Buzz Lightyear always say when he's trying to fly? Uh, you, you know, I've heard him say it. <laughs> <laughs> up, up, and away. No, it's <laughs> to infinity and beyond. Okay. What does Andy ride on the bottom of all of his toys' feet? Andy's toy? Yeah. Oh, well, did it? Yeah. Oh, shit. All right. <laughs> what is the name of the pizza place in all the Toy Story movies? Pizza Hut. No. What sector is Buzz heading to when he lands in Andy's room? Seven. No. Finish this quote. Woody, you're a toy, Buzz. T-O-Y. Buzz, excuse me. I think the word you're searching for is... B- B-O-Y. Boy. <laughs> No. What toy does Woody look into to see his fortune, asking, will Andy pick me? Wait, what? What toy does Woody look into to seek his fortune? The Magic 8-Ball? It is the Magic 8-Ball. All right. What Disney song are Andy and his family listening to in the car when they're going to move? The one from Lion King. Is that right? Yeah. All right. Uh, I'm going to assume you meant Hakuna Matata and not... One of the other ones from the line. I meant the Elton John. Can we feel the love tonight? (laughs) That is what I meant. Oh, it is. So I'm going to give you a half of an X on that one. All right. Uh, Finish this quote from Woody. Somebody's poisoned the water. It's water hole. I'm going to give you another half of an X. All right. (laughs) 
What food does Sid's mom say is ready, dragging him away from torturing Woody? Lunch. Mm -mm. Sid has a toy that is a baby doll head and spider legs made out of what? Pipe cleaners. Erector set. Where do we first encounter the green alien toys? In part two. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. I don't fucking what know. What kind of toy is <laughs> what kind of toy fish is wearing Woody's hat after Woody spends the night in the toy box? What kind of toy fish? Yeah. A goldfish? No. What toy hosts the plastic corrosion awareness meeting every Tuesday? <sighs> Woody. Nah, some speaking spell. All right, that's our 20. It's You got one, two, three, four, five, six, because you got two halves. Okay. Six is good. Can I go pee while he does his answer? You can definitely do that if you want. So you got you got six out of 20, and then we'll bring... You didn't listen, did you? Uh, that would have been an incredible move. No, no, I, uh, I, I went outside of the... Studio. There's like a. For, for those of you who don't know, Kyle is a, is a, a really. I can't hear him at all. Is his mic off? He's your. Wait, can you hear me at all? Can you hear me? No, nothing. Is my mic on? Did I don't I know. Die? I can't hear Mickey at all. I. Uh... Yeah. I can't hear him. Can I? Can you talk? Can I see if I can hear you, Mickey? Yeah, I, I feel like I see my. Is uh... supposed to be playing? I feel like I see my bars going on the screen. You know what I mean? Is he playing and it's just me? Okay. Okay. He did pretty good. I'll tell you when you get in here. Ah, uh, damn. Yeah, Dude, well, I feel like thing... I heard six out of twenty. What's up? I heard it's six out of twenty. Yeah. Uh, check. Check. <laughs> I. Oh, hey, I'm back. I can hear myself now. I can hear you now. Yeah. Um, are we cool to just get back in and we'll just edit this yeah. part out? Okay. All right, Mickey Leaper is back in studio for rapid-fire trivia about a movie you've never seen. We're seeing the movie probably would have helped. You have seen it. I have seen you the have Toy Stories. You have to beat Joe DeRosa's score of 6 out of 20. Oh, shit. So he got 6. Full disclosure, he got 2 have corrects. Okay, so, so he really got 5. So there were 8 questions he was in the ballpark on, mm. and I gave him a half on 2 of them. Or 7, and I gave him a half on 2 of them. Okay, fair, fair, fair. Um, And so 6 out of 20 is your score to beat. Uh, bizarrely enough, a lot of the ones he got weren't like the who directed it who easier ones so all right uh, so we're gonna get into geez. it um give me just a second here to eliminate his correct answers all right you ready yes rapid fire trivia about a movie you've never seen we're seeing the movie probably really would have helped this is mecky leaper he has seen in toy story he's trying to beat joe DeRosa, who hasn't seen toy Story six out of 20 all right mecky what year did it come out <laughs> jesus uh 1994 no Fuck. who directed it don't know. John Lasseter. That's oh, a, the Pixar man. I thought he was just the president of Pixar. I don't know. How much did anything. the movie cost to make within $5 million? $20 million. No. Is How long? It's $30 million. How long is the movie <laughs> within five minutes? Uh, 95 minutes. No. Name three movies that people who liked this also liked on IMDb. Uh, the Incredibles. Yes. Um, Finding Nemo. Yes. Um... We're moving on. That's too long. It could have been any of the other Toy Story movies. <laughs> oh, shoot. Oh, we're only doing the one? <laughs> <laughs> Joe, he's at a real zero right now. Really? Name four characters from Toy Story. Uh, Woody, Buzz, Rex, and Ham. There you go. Name three people whose voices are in Toy Story. Tom Hanks, Tim Allen, and... 
Uh, French. No, moving no, on. Nah, <laughs> what does Buzz Lightyear always say when trying to fly? To infinity and beyond. What does Andy write on the bottom of his toy's feet? A- Andy. What is the name of the pizza place? Uh, planet Pizza Planet. Pizza Planet. What sector is Buzz heading to when he lands in Andy's room? Oh, jeez. I don't know. Sector twelve. Finish this quote. Woody, you're a toy, T-O-Y. Buzz, excuse me, I think the word you're searching for is... Ranger. Space... It is Space Ranger. Space Ranger, yeah, yeah. yeah. What toy does Woody look into to seek his fortune, asking it, will Andy pick me? Uh, Magic 8-Ball. What Disney song are Andy and his family listening to in the car when they are going to move? Oh, boy, couldn't tell you. Hakuna Matata. Mm. Finish this quote from Woody. Someone's poisoned the... Tea. <laughs> <laughs> he goes to Mrs. Nes- Nesbitt's no, tea party. I know, but... It, <laughs> no, it's a, it's a quote from when you pull a string. It's uh, Waterhole. Oh, okay. <laughs> Somebody's poisoned the tea. <laughs> what food does Sid's mom say is ready, dragging Sid away from torturing Woody? Lasagna? No, Pop-Tarts. Uh, Sid is a toy Jesus. that is a baby doll head and spider legs that are made out of... Uh, metal? I mean... They are. What is that toy called? Uh, I don't know. An erector set. When do we first encounter... Where oh do we Was first encounter the green alien toys? Uh, in the um, in the claw machine. What planet. kind of toy fish, correct, is wearing Woody's hat after Woody spends the night in a toy box? Um, the baby. Toy fish. Oh, toy fish? Mm-hmm. What kind of toy fish? What kind of toy fish is wearing Woody's hat after Woody spends the night in the toy box? It has a line. Uh, I have no idea. Uh, no, it's the shark, and he goes, oh, howdy, 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 howdy. Oh, yeah, and I remember that. What toy hosts the plastic corrosion awareness meeting on Tuesdays? Oh. It's got to be got to be Rex, right? Because he's so afraid of everything. It's Mr. Spell, the speaking spell. All oh. right, let's see. That's your 20. You got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Whoa. You got seven. I just, just <laughs> barely I got six. You got six. All right. That's you could have got seven, but we gave half credit because uh, you said it, you thought it was, I I can feel, where is the love tonight or whatever, the other can line from the song. Can tonight? you feel the love yeah. tonight? Uh Crazy. You got seven. That's pretty wild, yeah. Um, missed some of the easier ones. What, when did it Someone come out? poisoned the water hole, I thought, with 1995. Ah, so it was um, a year off. Made $30 million. It 81 minutes it long. Cost? It cost $30 million, sorry. Yeah. Ma- 81 minutes long. It's, uh, it's pretty economical. It's very smart. Right? 81 Isn't minutes. that the right length? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Yeah. It's just unfathomable to think a movie would be 81 minutes long now. And yeah. I think like Toy Story three was like two hours and ten minutes or something. And I cried. Toy, it, it, they do get better. I yeah. think I go three two one, maybe two three one, or maybe three one two. That's all the orders. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, thanks. That's rapid fire trivia. It looks like seeing the movie helped you get one. One more, five percent more knowledge about the movie. Listen, right. all right, not all of us are in there recording information. You know what I was doing? I was enjoying it, and it was great. Sorry, I just don't care for fans of things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, we're here at the end. We're gonna go and we're gonna re-listen. We're gonna play. Guess what movie Kyle's dad is describing? Having had only seen the movie trailer, never having had heard of the movie. And so here is the. If if you think you know, just we'll we'll let the whole thing play, and then we'll guess. Okay. Okay. <laughs> She's wondering if her dad is coming home soon. It's up to mom and who? 
Well, now he has to save his wife. A lot of shots of guys with guns in tight spaces. Hallways, air ducts. I'm not sure what side he's on. Everyone is using radios. More radios. How do they all know how to get a hold of each other on different types of radios? <laughs> Gunfights and a lot of elevators. I think that's the end, and there's just 20 more seconds of him and my mom figuring out how to turn voice memos off. Okay. Yep. So. Still more voice memo. Okay. All right. <laughs> you think you know? Um, what happens if I get it wrong? You, we delete the podcast. And you know <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Good, good. I have no idea. No, cool. So you take a stab. So, uh, so I have I got, literally no idea. So is it just any movie? It's any movie. And it's like it can't. Because I have four guesses, but is it a current movie? Is it a trailer to be out now? Or no, no. Ah, so it could be anything. Uh jeez, is it? Um, it's a famous movie. Yeah. Okay. Is it fucking Die Hard? It is Die Hard. Yeah. Okay. Oh shit! There you go. Sweet. All right. Wow. What were your other guesses? Uh, well, my other guesses were just like tangentially related to that. So I was like, was it Skyscraper or is it Game? Oh, okay. uh, what is it? Game Over Man? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Well, it's Die Hard. That's a great guess. Nice. Thanks for coming on the podcast. Thanks for having me, man. Uh, thank you, yeah, guys. If you it, want to let everyone know where to find you or what you got going on, there's Joe DeRosa Comedy on Instagram. Only Instagram. Joe will give you fitness tips, help you get a hard body. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> uh, and we'll see you in hell. Uh, Pat, Patrick Walsh and I commentate and, and discuss and review horror, sci-fi, and fantasy films, and it's right here. On the Starburns uh, network. Now. Yeah, you guys will be into that. Yeah, like we just uh, yeah we just came over. So our first episode of our fifth season went up on Monday, or uh, you know a, a couple Mondays ago. Whenever this comes out. Yeah. But uh, but check us out, please. Come listen. Do you have a favorite horror movie of all time? The Exorcist. The Exorcist. Yeah. Um, at Mecky Leaper on uh, Twitter and Instagram and everything. Just it's just my name on everything. Uh, and watch my Comedy Central series resolutions. And uh, I got a new Comedy Central like short documentary thing coming out called Control Room. So look out for that if you're listening in the future. Great, and thank you guys very much. Make sure you review and rate and subscribe and tell your friends about the podcast. We appreciate it. Tweet at us what you like. And if you're interested, we do fan scripts sometimes on the episodes. So if you want to write us a script and send it to neverseenitshow at gmail.com, uh, you can send us a three- or four-page script of your favorite movie or TV show you've never seen. Let us know what you got going on. Uh, thank you guys very much. It's a good show. <laughs>